Hello and welcome back to In and Out the Locker Room presented by Capital Championship Wrestling. I'm Alyssa Marino, professional cereal eater and pro wrestling commentator. I'm joined as always by the host of a wrestling gal podcast and my fellow CCW commentator, Ella J. And today, our guest is the one, the only, the courageous Christina Marie. How are you, Christina? How's it going? I'm doing good. Doing good. Well, we're so we're- glad. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, we're just on the same wavelength. We're so glad to have you here today. We really, I'm are- excited. I was looking forward to it, guys. Heck yes. So, so let's just jump right in. Let's dig in. Let's get into your journey. So you competed in powerlifting with some very impressive stats, may we add, and originally wanted to train in MMA. Plans obviously shifted you down the path of professional wrestling. So do you recall that kind of light bulb moment when you officially decided to pursue wrestling or kind of what prompted the change of course for you? Uh, trying it out the first time, actually being able to step foot in a ring. And once I experienced like my first bumps and like hitting the ropes, kind of fell in love with it. It was, it was something different. So that was, that was like a big shining light. And I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to try this out. And I fell in love with it. And then I started watching more and more because I wasn't really on top of wrestling growing up, like didn't watch it as much. Wasn't really allowed to, I mean, you know how that goes when you grow up, but you still wrestle with your friends. But um, I ended up trying it out and I fell in love with it. So I had to say my, my first bump got me to have that. I, th- I think I recall hearing that part of it too, was that I think your dad or your family were more concerned that you'd get injured more in like MMA. So I, I think that also factored into your decision from what I recall. Yeah, definitely. My dad didn't want me to do UFC, MMA. He's like, daughter, you have too pretty of a face. (laughs) But I mean, (laughs) I mean, I'm not going out there to punch somebody's face. And I mean, unless, you know, it happens that way. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I understood where he was coming from. I'm his little girl, even though I'm his only only girl. So That makes sense. And of course, you've obviously been training and working alongside some many talented people in the business so far. So maybe what would you say is the best piece of advice you've received so far in your career? And who was it from? Uh, best probably be Mercedes Martinez. Um, she's been nothing but help throughout my whole career since I've met her at PPW back in 2018. Um, uh, slow it down. You know, she, I remember when I was just getting, getting the, you know, hang of everything and just kind of understand the psychology and stuff. Um, I was always so quick. I'm quick now. I do everything so quick. It's just how I, how I roll. Um, but I would say the best advice is, uh, slow, slow it down, but she's, she, there's, there's not enough advice. I can't tell you that there's not one above another because every advice I've ever gotten from her or from any talent that I've shared a ring with has not, has progressed me where I'm at now. So if I had to think like just every time I've had a match, same with like had a match with, you know, Kylan or I've had a match with everybody, you know, um, they've given me nothing but great feedback. Um, but it was always like, I noticed my feedback was always like, slow it down. I'm just always so quick. And I try to slow things down. That was probably the greatest advice for me as, uh, as far as like being my worst critic. Um, yeah, I would have to say that. <laughs> and of course, like you said, every match is, you know, a new learning experience and 
along your way, you've had a lot of incredible opportunities and accolades, but very recently, you were named Heel of the Year for Capital Championship Wrestling as arguably the toughest and most dangerous wrestler on the CCW roster. So how do you feel about receiving that honor? <laughs> I feel absolutely great about it. I, it's a real <laughs> deal. Um, my character in wrestling is really me with the glorified word of courageous versus just fearless or brave even though that falls underneath that category. Yeah. Um, but everything you see is really who I am. So that's the best part of it. So you get the, like, if I had to be mad or if I had to be mad or have issues with somebody, I try to present what it would be like if it was a, a real deal. Like, and if it is a real deal, then you see it, you know, it's just my a heel of the year damn right that's that's true like you know i'm i'm i want to be more than just heel of the year i want to be the baddest heel ever and that's what i'm going for i mean i could i could play face i i mean i enjoy doing both i could do both um people find a really good uh attraction towards the heel part of me and it's crazy cuz you're supposed to boo me but you know people enjoy booing me they like they like seeing that side of me that I present to everybody. So I, I feel grateful. Um, most importantly, it's just, it's speak. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. And you talk about your heel, per, your persona character presenting more of a heel dynamic, although it's funny in, in my home promotion, you're the baby face there. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Kind of kind of taking things more seriously, kind of you obviously reference this courageous moniker you said, and you said it before in a recent interview that you want to share your full story about who Christina Marie is, why you're so courageous. And you mentioned too that after you left high school, you kind of quote went through a bunch of different obstacles including battling depression and taking care of your mother who was ill so can you kind of share more insight into that point into your life and how you felt you overcame it uh where to start um you know it's crazy pro professional first off professional wrestling is got me out of that deep hole even my after my mother has passed away for about a year to two years after that fact, but she fought brain cancer for nine and a half years. So it with battle and depression and not knowing if my mom was going to die any day and uh, having to take care of her unable to learn during school because my mind goes a thousand miles a minute. Um, but uh, to, to professional wrestling, professional wrestling to me, excuse me, is more than I could ever ask it because I sit here now and I try to think about that little girl that went through all that stuff, um, all that depression, all the anger management and all like not understanding what the hell was going on in my life that my mother was going to pass away any given moment. And I grew up with men in my family, so I never really was able to have, um, that 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 female guidance or love to help me through that but um like the depression and all everything I went through my mom was you know in and out the hospital we had hospice a couple times um formed this 
this layer over me and over my heart as well when it came down to relationships and uh it's made me stronger even though underneath all that deep scar tissue it's there's 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 a core and the core gets hot so another reason why my characters who I am is that when I fill up with a lot of things that I don't understand or I don't know how to process like I did when I was younger it builds up and that's where I perform that in wrestling so as well as losing or being cheated out of something you know um as it's it's formed <laughs> professional wrestling is just more like my depression with everything else like I kind of I'm getting off topic it's just how <laughs> everything You're is don't mind me um it's it's gotten me stronger than I've ever been in a mental way that I can carry myself physically to perform and show people to not be scared of what challenges may come your way or you may face if it's illness, if it's your own well-being, um, if you're an addict. Um, it doesn't, you know, you can go through all, I can go through everything. You have your own specific category. Um, it's going to make you stronger. So fight the fight. So when my mom was fighting brain cancer for nine and a half years, I didn't understand how the, how the hell she even fought like as long as she did, because nobody deserves to live the way she did. Like for real, like nobody deserves to live the way she is. And um, a lot of my only close people know, got the chance to meet her hands on before and after. And a lot of people know like, where I'm at now, they said, you are her. She crawled inside you when she left and she made sure that wherever you were going to go and whatever you were going to pursue, you were going to, you were going to, you're going to be great. And you're going to show everybody who you are instead of being this timid girl that couldn't read a sentence in front of a classroom because of depression and because of watching my mom being sick and not being scared to make eye contact. Look at me now. I I'm fearless. And that's a real, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. I mean, of course, <laughs> break cave, you know, cave, but yeah, I, I'm scared of a lot of things in my life. I have, I, I can name a, a hundred things that I could probably be scared of, but I'm not going to sit here and think about them because that's what I did when I was younger and it killed me. So wrestling has gotten me to be able to deal with a lot of things and handle them. If I can't handle them, if I can't fix it, then I'll either leave it alone or, I'll chase something else or I'll do it this way. I've always been told to do it the right way, not the shortcut way. Um, as far as anything in my life, work ethically, my father's raised me that way. So it's built me strong, um, from depression. And that's why I am courageous. And my mom is courageous. So if that, if that doesn't self-explain like, who I really am inside and outside of the ring. Um, I'm not sure who, how I get read. <laughs> Fair. I, I know you said to you kind of used powerlifting the, in the gym as a coping mechanisms during that time and eventually were able to rebuild that self-confidence back up. So what about the gym or what else helped you to build up that self-esteem again? I started powerlifting about three years before I started pro wrestling in 2015. So I started when I was 21 
it it helped me with a lot of the a lot of the sadness a lot of the depression you know like when you're finding out worse news about your mother that you couldn't even comprehend at that age and still at the age of 21 I still couldn't comprehend what what the hell was even going on why you know um but powerlifting was the start of opening the door for pro wrestling and I see that now when I go back and look at my like I sit here and I think about my past years I'm like wow everything kind of like laid itself out for this um it's helped me so much it's helped me be able to sleep at night weightlifting um going to the gym and then being able to walk up to that bar and I used to put my headphones on and I would think of you know breaking Benjamin I would think of like songs that really connected to how I felt with the loss of my mom or this the illness of my mom that was fighting she was fighting and uh it it helped me out so much it helped me be able to build the confidence level that I have now as well as when I got the confidence of even going to a professional wrestling school. Like I was never going to go there. I was never, I was never going to check it out. And then I was working out with a uh, Rick Recon for a little while before that. And we wanted to become wrestlers. So he checked the school out and then I said, let me know how it went. And then that's how I ended up there. But my powerlifting, I miss it. Like I, I, I could still lift I'm very happy with my numbers as far as what I look like now after seeing myself, like watching my old matches and seeing how much bigger I kind of really was physically. Um, I'm only a little bit off of my maxes, which is mind blowing to me, but it's because of how far I've came, like with men, men, like where I've came from since those nine and a half years, my mom was sick. This has been almost eight years of professional wrestling and three years of powerlifting. And I'm, I've over overcome a lot of that depression side that we always put away and all that stuff. And you don't dwell on it anymore. You don't, you know, you, you move forward, you find more happiness and you cherish things a lot more. Absolutely. And, and, you know, as we kind of had said, you, you did step away from powerlifting for the last three years and you were focusing more on wrestling. So, I mean, what really prompted the decision to kind of dig in, you know, both heels into the wrestling world because I couldn't do both anymore um physically I couldn't do it mentally I I broke I broke down actually in 2018 I went through I I call it like um I think it's like every three years it might happen to some people I call you get hit with the one two three like the big bad threes and and I believe that like, it's probably coming up soon for me, but I try not to think about it. <laughs> but um, what, the, what, what I'm going to explain is why I say that is because like, I did a powerlifting meet um, in the beginning of 2018 and I qualified for the Arnold Classic for that March in Ohio. And I should have cut a lot of my bookings out, um, a lot of my matches, um, but I was just picking up the ball, especially because it was the beginning of my wrestling career. I was wrestling names that I never thought I was going to be in the ring with as well as intergender matches. So I was qualified for the Arnold and I decided that I could still wrestle these matches. I could still do this. Like I'm fine. I could do this. I'll just be smart. 
And me, I'm always an overachiever or I always push myself to the goddamn limit. Sometimes I'm stupid when it comes down to it. And I hurt myself before anything um, by like weightlifting. And I had a match with um, Casey Navarro. And I, you know, Casey Navarro at the time wasn't as big as he is now and uh, weight size, like, and obviously I was bigger, but. I was pretty much strong styling him in a match and I ended up going to weightlift the next day from throwing this guy around in the match. And I, I popped my sciatica out. I hurt myself and I couldn't sit on the toilet. I couldn't drive. I literally cried. Like for me to sit even like this, I remember I literally was like in excruciating pain. I couldn't even do nothing. I had to go to physical therapy. I had to quit my job because they were going to fire me because I called out of work twice and my boss at the time was a bitch. But new things, new career came. So um, all that stuff happened and that that kind of like told me like I can't weight lift. Like I can't compete for powerlifting as long as my wrestling career is coming. It just, just was going up. Like it would be different if I really wasn't making it too far at that time frame. But I said, it's either this, this, but it screwed my opportunity up for me to go to Arnold in March. And I went through a swirl of depression because I couldn't power, power lift, let alone that weight lift, get to the gym, work. And now I'm not wrestling. So I like, I just took all my drugs that would help me from my everything. You know, I always say the gym was a drug to me. Um, and I couldn't do it. So, and I hit rock bottom. And at the time I was going through a change of the, like moving out of my house, my family house, and I was dealing with a lot of stuff and then my car breaking down. So boom, here comes the other one. And then just dealt with like a lot of stuff at that time. So, but also to kind of go off on the same topic, um, uh, Biggie from, you know, New Day from WWE, he, go he goes to my gym when he, like WWE's in my town, like Albany Strength. And he was there the one time and like the owner <laughs> at the time I had bright red hair, but he mentioned um, him to me. And then we had a conversation a while ago and he told, you know, he started talking about powerlifting because he did powerlifting. And he even told me, he goes, there's only so long that your body's going to tell you you can't do both because you're deadlifting, you're squatting hundreds of pounds. I'm, meanwhile, I'm 132, maybe fluctuate to 145 between weight classes but then I'm going out into the ring and I'm throwing this person, I'm hitting this person, I'm getting tossed and I'm taking these insane moves with a smile on my face or not inside of me. <laughs> like I enjoy taking like the craziest moves. So, and I was like, oh man, I can't do both. So I had to pick either one or the other. I said, the platform could always be there if I decided to ever not make it or tone off a of wrestling or something were to happen which we're not saying that but like I said I could always step on the platform when it if it toned down if I wanted to um but as far as where I'm at now and how I look um and the strength that's still there I couldn't be happy either way I, I'm happy that it worked out this way um and I was smart and I didn't hurt myself even worse or hurt myself at all in wrestling besides my back at that time yeah, it's definitely have to taking a toll on your body to not only balance both, but also both of them are just own very physically demanding entities. Yeah. So, I mean, 
you said obviously wrestling is now kind of your full-time focus is powerlifting something you ever hope to revisit or do you kind of think that that chapter is closed <laughs> just thinking about it yesterday girl <laughs> uh, like it, it's crazy because like anytime i do any of those movements like i actually i actually haven't done like a full chest workout in almost like a couple months i laid off of that um funny funny because i i would like to have more of a chest and how much I work out. I work out, I lift like 65 pound dumbbells. I do all that stuff. I had like no boobies. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. I have like literally like a chest, like, and I'm like, ah, oh, like, you know, so I started doing that, but let me tell you something, it worked. So I don't know. <laughs> so I laid off a chest, but like, I've been doing a whole bunch of bodybuilding movements. I work my legs out twice a week. I, I just switch it up. I, I and I've seen nothing but great, change in in my diet as well with my day job it's just so hard and it, like if you can tell I look exhausted like I forgot what we were even talking about because I thought that was so funny I just talked about how flat my <laughs> what was po- is powerlifting <laughs> a chapter that you think is totally closed in your life no it's definitely gonna be open sorry okay. you're good <laughs> no but but it's true because everything you do it's not even just like the physically demanding but like mentally and emotionally demanding so like Hey. I hope it makes people laugh. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it will. <laughs> he got <Yeah>. no boobies. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> well, the reason why I'm like, uh, it helped. It helped. And I yeah. said that to like my old coach and he was like, Christina, you're nuts. You're insane. There's something wrong with you. I was like, it worked. We're all a little have- insane, right? Yeah, yeah. It just <laughs> that's what makes us us, right? Yeah. <laughs> all part of our charm. And, uh, you know, you can't really call yourself the courageous one and, and you can't take on that moniker without a good deal of tenacity as we've, you know, discussed. Yeah. So what, what do you feel like have been some of your biggest challenges as a, as a woman or just generally in the wrestling business and how did you push through them? Um, the biggest challenges for me were, I, uh, I don't know. It's crazy. Um, I get intimidated meeting people. It doesn't sound like that. So I don't really as much anymore. I get um, anxious and like nervous um, depending on the person, depending on if it's an, it's a certain name or something like that. And that makes it that I look like I was intimidated. Um, <laughs> actually currently just happened a couple of times. Um, so I'm kicking myself in the ass for it right now. Um, but it's just one thing that I just, I don't know why I sit here. I'm like, why are you even like, why do you feel like that? I think it's because I always, um, question what that person thinks of me right away I'm so like and then I don't really care what they think of me so then I'm like why am I thinking of that that's just like um the mindset that I kind of have so I'd say like that 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 is something I still work on that that kind of gets me like nervous and like kind of like hesitant um but now I'm, I'm not scared I walk up to somebody and I just let them know who I am and shake their hand and this is me like me or not you know I'm a respectful I I would give my shirt off the back to somebody like I'm a respectful caring person um I don't have problems with really anybody mostly people you know have problems with other people like so I just I stay on my way I get there I'm professional and do that um also I would say what has been a chat like challenge for me it's hmm and as well as being that 
for me as a girl in the business, when it comes down to, it's kind of different now. This is a topic that like, I've always started pro wrestling and I never wanted my sexiness to sell my athleticism. Does that, I'm trying to figure out a way to bring that up. I'm not against anybody for doing whatever they do, but like that, that was something I was always scared to show, like the, the sexy side of me, even without ring gear on. Um, I'm a very big tomboy, um, you know, so everybody mistakes me as maybe like something I'm totally not until you really get to know me. I'm just comfortable with uh, wearing certain things. But as wrestling came along, it actually brought out a lot of my confidence as well. So it brought out a lot of like styles that I wear now and clothing and 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 that's helped me. So that was always a challenge. So that's, that was something that I'm ready. I'm ready to go shopping and find the baddest outfit and just like, boom, I like shocking people because I love wearing it. Like I love wearing the confidence. And that was something that was hard. I think as a, as a woman for myself in the business, especially when girls are very confident in themselves, they could wear little, they could wear not let just little to nothing. Like they could just wear something that doesn't seem little. And I'm like, I can't wear that. <laughs> like, it's just, it was always some, um, it was hard for me as, as far as that, but then I overcame that. So that was hard as a woman in the business. Um, also getting noticed without being flirty or sexy. And then also having the issue with just always like introducing myself. But again, like, how's anyone going to know who you are until you open your mouth or shake somebody's hand? So those were the things I could say that that was a challenge for me. And I mean, you mentioned kind of gear and presenting yourself. You called yourself a tomboy. You did recently debut a new orange and camo gear. Mm -hmm. uh, so can you tell us more about maybe the source of inspiration or the story behind it? The story behind that gear. So again, being courageous, my style of gear, if you can kind of catch on already, it's it's all about the real courageous ones. I'm not saying anybody has a real courageous one. So for instance, like my, not the, just the camo and the orange gear that resembles, you know, the troops, the veterans, the army, the people that are every day fighting for, you know, for us, for their families. So it resembles that in a way it resembles the brave. So boom, my other gear that you're familiar with from ESW that I wear, um, that's to resemble USA. Like it's to resemble, it's just, you know, the country. So I did that. And as well as the other troops. So I did that. And it's kind of picking up. I have another idea coming up that I'm really interested in, but I'm like tweaking it a little bit because I don't want it to look like so weird. It's I want to try to make a, a firefighter gear. So I'm really interested on how that's going to turn out because, you know, you get the reflective colors and stuff like that. So I think it's going to look really cool. Um, but that's the story behind that. But, you know, uh, all everything from now on that I'm going to present has everything to do with the term of brave. You just got to kind of recognize it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. But I'm happy that you brought that up because, like, I noticed that, like, people, oh, that camo. I was unsure about the orange, but I was like, no, I was like, I need a bright color to make that pop. And I like, I wanted to do orange and I really, I really like that. Like the blue gear that I just kind of retired and I've gotten rid of 
was just like a trial of like the old shiny sparkly gear that I used to yeah. do that kind of resembled like a cheerleader look. Which <laughs> I, I'm okay because a lot of kids liked it. They're like, oh, she's a cheerleader. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was a cheerleader in school too. So I was like, oh, it makes sense. And that's that's a story as well. You, you evolve. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now look at me. <laughs> you evolve and so do the times because it was recently announced for the first time ever there will be a women's wrestling hall of fame set to hold its inaugural class inductions in december so how did you i i know kind of some of the exhibits in your hometown of albany that might have something to do with it but how did you kind of become involved and what is your exact role as a member of the board of directors I'm actually just about to, we were just talking this week and I have to make a phone call to my friend, Chris, the director and Angel Orsini. I got to actually talk to them and we're meeting up actually after the holidays. Um, I'm not sure too much. I know I've gotten a whole bunch of stuff, but I told him that we kind of need to do like a, a zoom meeting or get in touch and have some dinner and stuff, but I don't know so much, but I'm really looking forward to it from what I've been told, but I can kind of tell you just like, I'm just grateful to be able to be part of something like this. And I'm just excited. Uh, I was like, I was really like Angel and Angel's been nothing but like a big sis to me since I've met her in less than like six months. And she's a great woman overall. And I look up and up to her in so many different ways. But I can just tell you to stay tuned. Yeah, I, I figured that it, it it seemed ironic. I was just literally just scrolling through the site, like writing an article about it. And I'm like, wait. And then I see your name and I'm like, you know, they're having kind of a little like, exhibit for it in Albany. So I kind of figured that was kind of the connection yeah. to it, I think. So mm -hmm. I'm super excited. I was just in Albany last month for the first time. That was a lot of fun. Um, So hopefully um, we look forward to the details that are coming out of that. Jazz I is know. headlining it. Um, I know Medusa's in there. I believe Luna Fashan is in there. There's a there's a lot of it, it's really record breaking and like history making. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for it. I know I'm excited too. Something I've like been wanting <laughs> to be a part of. Like, and I was just so mm -hmm. happy that just happy. And kind of shifting gears, kind of it kind of has to do with uh, your kind of entailing ring gear, kind of just your your general attitude. You recently sported a shirt on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> that, that says like wrestling and maybe like three people. So I assume Mercedes Martinez is one that you would like, but who are some of the people in your life that you genuinely like or empower you? <laughs> Oh my god, you're only giving me the option. That's like really not true. Like that shit. I mean, I like more than three people. I'm just um, saying that you wore it. <laughs> I know, but it was a perfect day to wear that shirt. Yeah. Um it's funny because I wear it to work. I wear it like I wear it and I get common. They're like, so who's the three people? I was like, not you. Everyone's not buying you. for it. They want to know. <laughs> it's it's funny because actually um I got it from Benny from ESW. 
it's his shirt um just so the people who don't know what we're talking about i'm from buffalo and our one of our local promotions here is called empire state wrestling where christina is basically the face of the women's division now (laughs) um so even though um Oh my gosh, I am blanking right now. She was just wrestling jerk. She was just wrestling jerk cockings, actually. Um, but anyways, you guys have no idea what we're talking about. I do, but Christina's basically a mainstay here. Go on. <laughs> so say, yeah, that's where that shirt's from because he gave me like every different size and different color. So I wear it everywhere I go. But oh, if, I, if I had really names, you're gonna give me the I can't pick just three people, guys. Like, okay. Oh, you can name oh. more. Mercedes Martinez is definitely on that list. We've already established that, though. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, the oh, other no. two are me and Alyssa. That's it. There, you know what? <laughs> you guys. I love you guys. The <laughs> feeling is mutual. She likes us. She, she actually really, really, likes. really likes us. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Right? See, I say you guys. You know, you the other two. <laughs> I feel like that might just shift depending on who you're in the room with. But like, hey, it's good to, you know, have fluidity in that. I like that. I'm never really in the room with more than like a couple people unless I'm in the locker room or yeah. I'm at a show other than that. So okay, even like when I work my shoot job, dental assisting, I'm with my doctor and the patient. I'm like, I like you guys. You guys are in your room, you know. You know, I didn't you're even know that about things. you. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was going to say like between shoot job, wrestling, you know, working out everything that you do like <laughs> when yeah when do you have free time what do you enjoy doing outside of the wrestling world what do you do for self-care um, I think she's gonna say it, yeah. the gym is her self-care to be honest see you this is why I, I love you girls um no that's true though that's it's I work eight and a half nine hour days um the job I'm currently at I work every other Friday, but that's probably going to change soon because I want my Fridays off. Well, this is great that I'm talking about it, but it's okay. <laughs> but um, I work. I I'm a ma- you know I'm a head dental assistant at my job. I work with uh, the doctor, and I do pretty much like temps. I do pretty much almost everything that he doesn't do in the mouth itself. But I I do that, and then I go to work at five thirty. I run to the gym if I have enough energy from like my day or from traveling from the show the night before or something. And then I come home, I eat, I, it's so hard for me to find time. Like, that's why, like, I was like trying to work with you guys that try to make this happen. And I was like, thank you for being so understanding. Cause it's so hard. Like my sponsor, um, Parker Kane, you know, Parker Kane's promotions. He's helped me out so much. He's like, I can't even tell you, like when I'm at work, he's handling like dealing with so much that I'm dealing with because it's impossible for me to look at my phone. Like I'm able, like if I go to the bathroom, I'll post like my graphics real quick. Or like, you know, I know that struggle because I worked a shoot job for literally up until last month before making like wrestling media full time. I would I understand that going your bathroom breaks or your lunch breaks or whatever, literally getting caught up on stuff, posting. I literally understand that. And sometimes I get overwhelmed. Like, say if I'm having like a crazy day at work, and I'll look down on my phone, and I'll get I'll get emails, I'll text messages, I'll this and this, and I'm like, oh my god! So I'll swipe the ones that are not like priority, and I'll keep yeah. the ones that are priority on top, so I don't forget. Because then sometimes, like, right? I mean, I've had a few concussions. I mean, everybody's had, but like, I forget so bad that I tell people, I'm like, you're not like if I forget, just message me, or like I give like some people my number I'm like listen this is the best way for you to get a hold of me just because of my job situation but like what um you guys were asking like my free time 
Um, sometimes I unwind. I enjoy taking like an Epsom salt bath. I unwind. Um, I love being able to hang out with my father. If I get a chance to go hang out with him, you know, um, and catch up and do that in the summertime. If I had time to go camping, which I didn't do that. I'm a very outdoorsy person. Um, other than that, I just, I, I try to spend time with my family. Like I go visit my brother. He's about 45 minutes from here in Averill Park, New York. I go see a Pam. He's right on the lake. Um, I just try to make time for the people that are really important in my life, especially because I work a 40 hour a week job and then I travel for wrestling. And then if I wrestle during the week and then it counters with my job, like I'm juggling every, like I'm literally juggling. Like, I don't know what my life's going to be like the next month or the following month. Like if I were to pick up more in wrestling, sort of speak, if wrestling was able to give me, a, if I was able to get a little bit farther in wrestling, I wouldn't have to work the way I work now. I live by myself. I pay my own bills. You know, um, I don't rely on anybody else. It's a struggle. It's hard. And then especially when you have a car that has 250,000 miles on it, that drives you to Delaware, Ohio, Maine, Jersey every weekend. So but I'm hoping that it changes. And, but my free time, I just spend time with my family. I enjoy um, my cats. My cat. Cameo! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> Sweet baby. I know. I just woke him up. He's like, what the heck? He's like, what? I'm not camera ready. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, Mickey is stunning. And I'm so glad we got a cameo. <laughs> uh, but no, kind of like you said, with how much you're juggling, it's so important that you can find ways to, to treat yourself, to have that quality time. And of course, one of the topics that we have to touch on every episode of In and Out the Locker Room is snacks. So with all of your travels, do you have a certain go-to treat when you are on the go? I love getting, um, what is it, the, the trail mix, um, the M&Ms, the raisins, the peanuts, the all nuts. I love getting that. Um, Healthy-wise, I love fruit. I love pretzels and stuff like that. So I would say that. But I am... Um, I officially diagnosed myself to oh diagnosed. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm addicted to chocolate. My job provides chocolate and snacks all the time. I don't know if any if you've ever seen my um, Instagram stories when I post. I'm like at like seven thirty in the morning. There's cupcakes. There's pound cake. There's like uh, everything. Like and they just keep supplying it all. And I was like, you guys understand what you're doing to me because I work in a huge office. And they were like, just have some. I'm like. I'm addicted to chocolate. Like right now, I want chocolate. I mean, me what's too, not to Christina. Love? You wait. have no idea. <laughs> so, little caveat here: it's a dental office, right? And are they just trying to give everyone cavities? They trying to stay well, in business? <laughs> no, it's funny because like nobody, we all have great teeth. I mean, like I had, I had a cavity, but they laugh at me because I go up front and I just eat. They're like, Christina, you're gonna get. I was like, sorry, I work at the right place. I was like, that's why I go do what I do on the weekends. So God forbid if anything were to happen, I'm going to the right place Monday morning. And I, you know, like my teeth and stuff. But that's yeah, my doctor yells at me. He says, you wrestle with no mouth guard. I said, how do you expect me to yell? I can't, I can't barely breathe with that thing on. I was like, <laughs> like I have one from like my, my combat fight like thing. And I put it in and I was like, yeah, I was like, I can't, funny. I can imagine doing any of my projectile yellings. I'd be like, I'd be like screaming, you know, uh, uh, you too accidentally inhale it. 
I'm worried about yeah. I, I, that's it's already enough that I wrestle with gum in my mouth that I'm really trying to break that habit too. Especially because my hair is so long that it goes in my, oh my mouth, God, imagine. and then I'm like I'm fighting this gum to not mm. touch my hair. And then I have a yell part that I'm like about to yell because I'm angry. And I was like, <sighs> like, I literally remember it happened once. I remember during one, one match, they're like, are you all right? I was like, I'm choking on my gum. Oh, no. It was like stuck behind my tooth. Like my doctor, my, my boss, he literally says, why are you wrestling with gum in your mouth? I was like, I don't know. I just need to wrestle with something like something to keep me hydrated. That's probably why, but <laughs> I know I'm, I'm awfully courageous as I said that you you are you are also i'm gonna kind of um shift to a more um selfish question here um because um you recently said in an interview that buffalo whoop, whoop, my hometown is one of your favorite places to travel to and wrestle in because of the wrestling community and vibe and you've been expanding your ventures to more of upstate new york which i think is also um very underrated people don't appreciate it enough um so how have your adventures been to upstate new york out besides your hometown of albany i love it like you said you heard from my seven i love going to <laughs> ESW. I love the atmosphere. I love the locker room. I love the people that live in, in that whole entire area. It's just, I, all right. If you don't know, like you go, you go to New York, you go to Jersey, you deal with kind of snobby freaking people. Like you go to that part of New York. I'm not saying people are like patting you on your ass and like saying like <laughs> you're beautiful or something like that, but like there's you a are beautiful, kindness Christina. of <laughs> Thank you. But there's a different like type of energy like from everybody they're just so kind and it's just like it's 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 relaxing it's 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 a re so I spend the whole weekend every time I go out there um hopefully I'm in the works of getting my passport right now so I'm hoping that pretty soon that I'll just be traveling there and then be crossing the border when I do Toronto. make my international yeah. yeah but I absolutely love traveling over to Buffalo Niagara Falls area. It's just a beautiful place. There's so many things for you to experience. And don't forget, there's a there's a Tim Hortons around every damn corner. Headline you know? today. <laughs> yeah, see? Oh, I love it. I literally it like post about it. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's it, you know? It's mm -hmm. it. So, um, see, always snacks. I just, they have to come up. We have to talk yeah, about Yeah, I know. Listen, I love you, snacks. Uh, listen, I don't, have you ever had Tim Hortons in your life, Alyssa? Like, genuine questions. No. I I mean, I maybe because I've always lived here my whole life, but I just can't. Even going through PA, you know, once you get to PA, it just goes to Starbucks and Dunkin'. Like, it just is like, Tim, you, they do, Wawa. though. Um, They do have Christmas though. So, I'm like, oh. But Tim Hortons just hits different. <laughs> See, like, we have Stewart's in upstate New York, and I love their coffee. I, lo I, I love their coffee. Like, a I'm just, I was just thinking about having a cup because I'm like, I'm tired right now. And I'm like, it's Friday night. I still have a whole bunch of stuff to do. And I'm like, you know, but I, I'm happy because I I actually clean my place so I can come home after this crazy weekend of wrestling and I can just not have to deal with anything. I don't. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You uh, need to be able to veg out. Uh, but speaking of this crazy weekend of wrestling coming up at the time of recording, Capital Championship Wrestling uh, Payback is right around the corner, literally, um, which our friends can watch over on Title Match Network when it's available. But what kind of tone do you hope to set with your presence and your performance at CCW in the future? Um, I'm ready to set the tone real freaking high there. Um, I'm... 
I'm ready to knock out every, you know, obstacle, every challenge. Um, and I'm ready to show them who the big, bad, baddest heel of not just only capital championship wrestling, any promotion that I walk into or turn into. So I can only tell you, just look forward to it. Look forward to the upcoming events as well as payback. Because payback, me, me and Ultra Violet, is just going to be another banger. It's just going to be so hard hitting that. Um, you, you're just going to have to sit there and just really be itching to watch it. And uh, the level of tone is going to be such excruciating that I'm going to set the, the bar so high that it's ever been there. So I'm, I'm ready to bring it and really show people what my characteristics as far as being the baddest heel is going to be. And uh, you might have a pair of brass knuckles up your sleeve. So uh, what brass knuckles? Have, what are you talking I'm about? A back scratcher. There that you go. Also <laughs> you know it's handy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I was like, this looks like like oh, oh snap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I looked down. I was like, you said brass knuckles. I know. Ooh. Hey, hey, they might be new things. Like not just brass knuckles. You know what I mean? I might have. I might update my brass knuckles. So she is um, the most dangerous woman, not only in CCW but in professional wrestling. Absolutely. It's, it's i'm just gonna have to show everybody i'm gonna just have to knock out every other badass for that top top name so absolutely and christina thank you of course so much for joining us here today on in and out thank the you. locker room and sharing your story we'll be linking all of your socials down below but for our audio listeners can you please share where they can find you online you can follow me on instagram under miss underscore christina marie on Facebook, Courageous Christina Marie, as well as Twitter, Courageous CM. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you, you so guys much. for watching. This has been awesome. Uh, and for our friends at home, be sure you're following LJ at It's LJ on Twitter and checking out our Wrestling Gal podcast with new episodes coming your way. And find me at AYY underscore Marino on all the socials. For Christina Marie and LJ, I'm Alyssa Marino, and we'll see you again soon for the next edition of CCW's In and Out the Locker Room. Bye, guys. Thank Bye. you.